Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Offsites are really good when you go and do something fun that no one is good at. Mm-hmm. That That's important. Like if I'm a PGA level golfer going on a little golf outing, you may not find that fun because I will be a lot better. Or maybe you're even better than I am. I don't know. But you want to do something that no one does very regularly so that you can get everyone outside of their comfort zone and get something that everyone enjoys, but then no one dominates at. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today is the CEO of Front Range Systems and the Code Program, which is a professional team elevation program that changes mindsets, increases productivity, and creates better effective team members. Welcome to the show, Matt Dixon. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit of your background and, and story and how you got into this area? Sure. So my background is uh, I was a software developer since 2000. So I'm a dinosaur in the industry and I was job hopping, uh, trying to get, you know, people aren't going to give you a big raise. So you job hop in the industry to try to get a, a better raise, better work environment, better projects to work on. And I always felt like I was never getting what I wanted. So then I started my own consulting company, Front Range Systems, and th- that worked better because at least I could control what was in my area of expertise, my, my rel, right? My sphere. And that, that worked out really well, but then we had a couple difficult projects. We thought, how could we do this better? What, what were some of the problems? Definitely stuff I could have done better stuff. The team could have done better stuff. The client could have done better and change, change all that. So that's where the code program came into play is that we thought if we coach the whole team. We can help the team work better together and are people really high performing and people low performing will get everyone to be high performing. I also love how code stands for something. Did you want to go over the different steps that code stands for? Yeah. So code is an acronym. Uh, it's cultivate, optimize, develop, and enhance. So under the cultivation part, you know, it's getting a growth mindset, creating new habits, and really trying to get better techniques and become a better worker, manager, employee, entrepreneur, whatever your role is. The next one, optimize. It's optimization is always key to any system, whether it's people or technology systems, but it's just try to do the best you can with what you've got. And then develop is developing new skills, new ways of doing things. And that's, you know, your typical e-learning type stuff. If you are in an industry where you always have to stay current on things, might be developing new soft skills that aren't really apparent, but are apparent to the entire team that when those aren't in place and then enhances to uh, your individual work process and team effectiveness. And in the end goal is to help the business succeed. For someone, let's say they're a solopreneur and they're thinking about hiring a team, do you have any kind of like tips or where to find 
people how to make sure you're making a good hire, that they're going to make a good team member and things like that? Building teams is, is difficult. I'm not going to say it's easy. I've had fairly good luck with it, but you know, there are times when you hire the wrong person and no one likes to let someone go, but that's the nature of businesses. You got to hire people you got. Sometimes you have to let them go or just not invite them on the next project. But to get a good team member, you really have to look for someone different from yourself, especially if you're a solopreneur, a marketing person that helps me. She's a lot younger than I am because she, that, that's what I wanted. I didn't want someone that was me. I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of social media. I don't know the ins and outs of marketing trends and things like that. I could figure it out, but it'd take me a whole lot longer than if I hired someone that already had that knowledge. Yeah, that makes sense that you wouldn't, because the whole reason you're hiring someone else is because they understand something you don't understand, or they're better at something than you are. So why would you want to hire someone just like you that, yeah, that makes sense. I hadn't heard of it in that way before, but. <laughs> yeah, I've already got me. I don't need another me. If I, <laughs> if I had another me, I wouldn't know what to do with that. They would drive me nuts, maybe. I don't know. You know, one of the things you touch on is growth development. Can you kind of go into that and explain more about that? Sure. So there's, uh, it kind of revolves around mindset. Mindset is huge in growth development. So there's a, a fixed mindset and there's a growth mindset. Our boys played hockey and in one of the rings, there was this whole thing about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset is I already know everything. This is what I know. This is how we do it. If you've ever, like in the consulting world, you go into a place and they're like, well, this is the way we've always done it. And I'm thinking, well, there's, there's a better way. I know a better way right now, but they don't want to change. So a growth mindset is I don't know everything, but I can figure it out. I think that key principle, once people start to understand that, then they can start to learn new things. They can start to step out of their comfort zone and they can start to be even more effective than they are today. That makes sense because you need to be willing to grow and learn. Otherwise, you're just going to be stuck. Yeah, exactly. So then about growth culture and how that's a workplace necessity, is that kind of what you're talking about? Like growth culture would be kind of all the team members would have that mindset of growth. Yeah. And with growth comes mistakes. I think a growth culture really embraces positive change and also gives people the opportunity to make mistakes and not have those mistakes held against them. I, I remember one of my first software development jobs, I was working on the internet and we had someone wanted me to update someone's information in the database or delete someone. I think that's what it was. So I forgot to delete just that person. You know, I ran a query and it deleted all of them okay. in the production database. So I went to the database administrator and said, Hey, we have a problem. This is what I did. Let's just restore from the latest backup and we'll be, we'll be good. He's like, well, about that. The latest backup was a month ago. So everything in the last month just got blown away. But instead of pointing blame or anything like that, what we did is, okay, well, we need to get a better backup strategy in place. And I know this is really geeky down in the weeds, but you can apply that to different aspects of your business or life. E you know, even, you know, with, with your family and, and things like that, let, let people make mistakes, let them learn from those mistakes. Everything can be a learning opportunity if we treat it right. Oh yeah. I love that because I think a lot of people 
if they make a mistake, whether it's at work or in their personal life or whatever, they think the best solution or as course of action, I guess, is to not admit it, confess to it, whatever. And then, because bottom line is the employer, the spouse, the whoever is probably going to learn about whatever it is at some point or another. And it's going to (laughs) be... A lot better for you to just admit it and address whatever the issue is up front, but instead of trying to hide it or push it under the rug and then them discover it later, and then that's just or blame someone else. Those are the oh. those are the two most common things. Well, there's three, right? But owning up to it, then there's blaming someone else, and then there's hoping no one ever finds out. Think, put yourself in in the shoes of someone who's not in a healthy environment, whether that's a relationship or an employment op, you know, option or something like that. If they didn't feel safe talking about the mistake, what, what's their course of action? What if they thought they were going to get fired or what if they saw some negative consequences happen to someone else? Yeah. That like a negative, maybe negative consequences is a bad word, negative interaction, a, a vibe, a feeling that just like someone just got blamed for this all the time in a meeting a year later, they're still bringing it up. I think things like that, no one's going to own up to a mistake. So that's where the mindset change is really critical, especially for management. You know, management needs to develop an environment where their employees can thrive and learn and grow. And if you have them growing, then your business will grow and and the culture will grow and it will all improve. Yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, if someone sees someone constantly, constantly being blamed or or if someone admits to something and then they get fired and the rest of the employees are more hesitant i guess to to address certain things <laughs> yeah i mean there are honest mistakes and then there are some people that have done things deliberately that hurt an organization but i think that is so far and few between we don't even need to worry about that until it happens So is that kind of part of the team enhancement is, or what all is involved with team enhancement? What exactly does that mean? I guess. Yeah. The first thing we've tried to focus on is the mindset change. Try to get everyone on the same page. And we also try to address any issues. Program is, is interesting. It's, It's customizing. We have a core curriculum, which is basic as far as the topics, but it's probably things that no one ever really addresses in an organization, you know, like gratitude, you know, if I'm working for you, I'd be grateful that I have a job and you should be grateful that I'm doing a job, good job for you. And with that gratitude, we're both improving the situation. So just to use that as an example, you know, that's kind of, kind of how we start things. And then we also have a monthly one-on-one coaching sessions, which with each person in the team. So we can address any issues, any conflicts. We can try to coach that individual on what they need specifically for them. Maybe they need something that's different from the organization. Maybe they didn't need just one little change to happen and they'll be happy. And life is amazing at that point. So just trying to draw that out in a safe environment. So then the, the code program that you actually work with the entire team versus just the manager or the CEO or whoever is in charge. Yeah, uh, it's almost like, well, there's lots of coaching out there for, for individuals. 
know, there's life coaches, there's business coaches, stuff like that, but there's nothing for the team that I've been able to find. So that's where, you know, I played soccer through college and my kids played hockey, which I think is kind of like soccer on ice, but the coach always focused on the team coach will work, you know, on practices, you'll work on individual skills, but then you also work on drills that have everyone coordinating together as a team. And we don't really do that in the business place as much as we should. So we really need to work on that interaction with everyone. We want to see, you know, who works well together, who doesn't work well together. In hockey, the lines always change and you don't want two guys that hate each other out there on the same line. You want people to work well together and, you know, you want to score goals. You want to beat the other team. So it's, it's a same kind of mindset kind of concept just in the business world instead of athletics. Huh, that's interesting. I hadn't, you know, thought of that before because you're right. Most business related, like coaching, consulting, it's all one-on-one or, I mean, it might be in a group setting, like group coaching, but it's not focused on a team. Like it's a bunch of individuals in one group, you know, that's very interesting. So like if someone signed up for the program, how does that work exactly in terms of like, do they each pay a separate fee? like each team member, or is it like one fee per team? And then they can figure out how to divvy that up. And then like, how does it work in terms of, you said, I guess you have one-on-one or one to team, what halls and things like that. I'm just kind of curious, like, and is it also a course as well? Or how does it work? So it's, it's not a, it, well, it's not a course. Like you can just do self-paced training. Some people ask, why isn't it just a one-day seminar? Well, the difference between a seminar and a coaching is a seminar is the information. Everyone has all the information that I'm going to tell them. It's, it's like saving money, losing weight. Everyone knows what to do. That, that's really simple, but it's not easy. Losing weight, uh, saving money, those, are, those aren't easy because the daily habits that we make will affect our outcome at the end. So coaching is focused on the behaviors and improving those behaviors. So our, our program is for a weekly call. One of them will be a one-on-one call with their coach. So each person in the team will have a coach. Me and a couple other people develop this program on, on my team and, and one of us will be their coach. And then we'll, we'll have two calls every month that go over the core curriculum. That's for anyone who's at that stage in the, the program. Then we'll have another call that's just for the organization. So we wanted to have a time where we could talk to the team, XYZ corporation, maybe they have two or three teams, they would all be on a call together, but we don't want ABC corporation or one, two, three corporation to know, you know, we want to have some, a little bit of privacy so we can talk about company specific things, but also as a group. And so that's the, the basic overview of the program. Businesses are the customer, but then each individual will also reap the rewards of this coaching. And so it's a five person minimum and just bill per person. Do you cover, I mean, I guess you probably do cover specific like topics, but do you also say there's a problem that a particular team is having between each other? Do you address those specific issues within that specific team or is it kind of more generalized or how does that work? Well, the core curriculum is... One thing I didn't mention, so the core curriculum is for everyone. We've got that. We've got the 12 topics since it's a six month program all lined out. We've got the, everything ready for that. 
but at the end of each of those calls, so we'd have like a 30 minute presentation and then at the end we'd have a Q and A where people could ask specific questions and anything we might be able to offline and uh, we might have to offline and, and discuss that in more depth. And then the company specific session would be specific to them. This is one of the clients I have, they said, well, our developers are really bad at giving presentations. So can you do a topic on that? Well, uh, yeah, sure. That's easy. We can do that. No problem. So things like that will, will have um, specific topics for each organization. It's, it's really customized. And at the beginning and the middle of the end of each six month core program, the, each individual will get a, a survey to fill out with some questions and we'll show the difference and, and the growth in each of the areas based on the, the training that they've received. Okay. And I'm curious. Are there any like stories that you're able to share of maybe a conflict or something that was going on in a particular team and like how y'all, I guess, work through that? Or I don't know though, if there's like confidentiality stuff that you can't share certain things probably, but just curious. You have a, a section on resolving uh, con oh, okay. conflict resolution. Uh, you know, whenever there are conflicts, basically you just need to air it out and you know, I'm ultra competitive and so me. I just power through everything. That's not always the best sol solution, especially when you're talking about teammates and, and, uh, and managing the team, but it's good to get it out there. And then you, then everyone knows where everyone else is, then you can work through it. And it just takes coaching to, to remind people and try to help people. Just, it's hard to change. I understand that it's hard for me to change. It's hard for everyone to change and to give them a little bit of uh, grace when they mess up again, or when they do the same behavior that you really don't like. Do you have any suggestions for, say, like a manager of a particular department or something, how they can improve the office culture or maybe like creative ways to kind of encourage the team and fun things that they could do together? And Yeah. So well, the first thing that comes to mind is just to say thank you. I think that is one thing that is not done enough. I have a bunch of thank you cards and sometimes I'll just write a, a, a note in there to someone, someone on my team and I'll mail it out to them. Sometimes I'll add a gift card or something like that just to say thanks because it's unexpected. I don't do it regularly and that's a really great way to improve morale is to say that you appreciate them. You notice them, you notice their hard work and put something specific to that person in there. The thing is, yeah, those. Those offsites are really good when you go and do something fun that no one is good at mm. that that's important. Like if I'm a PGA level golfer going on a little golf outing, you may not find that fun because I will be a lot better, or maybe you're even better than I am. I don't know, but you want to do something that no one does very regularly so that you can get everyone outside of their comfort zone and get something that everyone enjoys, but then no one dominates at, and we, we just have a good time. Yeah. That's actually a really interesting point. It reminds me, I hear a lot of teams or, you know, small companies will go to escape rooms. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I think that would be kind of a fun thing to do and like kind of, cause you have to work as a team in, in those environments to get out of the room. Yeah. I think those are great. Uh, son loves those. I haven't actually been to one, but uh, oh. I should go. Other thing is like those, the scavenger hunts around mm. 
town, right? You can get access to those through an app and, and things like that. Those are pretty fun. You know, anything you have to work together at or anything that you can just go and enjoy, just be present, just be outside of work and not have to think about work and just be people, just mm. be friends. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, was there anything that we hadn't gone over yet that you wanted to touch on? I think that the, the only thing I want to reiterate is that it's a customized program. And I, I think that, that that speaks volumes for, for what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to improve all these teams that we haven't even met yet. And you can't do that with just some core curriculum. That's important. That covers the basics. But then the customization is really where the value comes in. Well, awesome. Well, if people want to learn more, the website for that is codeprogram.io. Also have show notes at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash code. And then also your other businesses, frontrangesystems.com, if anyone wants to check that out. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I don't currently have a team, but it gives me ideas for when I do out like fun things we can do and how to build camaraderie and all of that kind of stuff. So we, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm all about the team. You'll get there. Well, thank you. You bet. Have you considered starting a podcast for your business? Or maybe you already have one, but are afraid of pod fading because you just didn't realize how much time post-production would take. I can help. My company, podseam.com, makes podcasting as seamless as possible. We help you launch, manage, market, and monetize your podcast seamlessly. We do more than just podcast editing and production. We help you leverage the power of podcasting to get new leads and grow your business. Learn more at podseam.com. That's P-O-D-S-E-A-M.com. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.